0: Welcome to Historical Jesus. I'm Mark Vinet. The Annunciation is the announcement by the Archangel Gabriel to Mary that she would conceive and bear a son through a virgin birth and become the mother of Jesus Christ, the Christian Messiah and Son of God. Let's examine this event from the infancy narratives with the help of theologian minister Dr. Ralph F. Wilson.
1: I'm reading from Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me, as you have said. Then the angel left her. There are many viewpoints from which we could study the story of the angel's announcement of Jesus' birth. For example, we could examine what it tells us about Jesus, that he will be the Messiah, the heir of David's ancient throne, that he is of both divine and human origin, and is both figuratively and literally God's Son. But I'd like to examine it as a lesson in discipleship, as a window into Mary's soul. She was Jesus' first disciple, if you think about it. What motivates her response to God? The passage tells us four things about Mary, the facts of Mary's life, the fear in Mary's heart, the wonder in Mary's mind, and the submission in Mary's spirit. Verses 26-28 to 28. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. The angel's announcement takes place six months after Elizabeth's pregnancy with John the Baptist. Mary lived in the village of Nazareth in the hilly area southwest of the Sea of Galilee. We're also told that Mary was a virgin, betrothed but not yet married. This gives us some clues about her age, since we know from contemporary sources that young women were often betrothed the full year before the actual marriage ceremony took place, and that she was probably a very young teenager. Her husband-to-be is Joseph, who was a descendant of Israel's greatest king, David. Mary's ancestry is more complex. We know that Mary's relative Elizabeth was a descendant of the original high priest Aaron of the tribe of Levi. But Mary also may be a descendant herself of David of the tribe of Judah on her father's side, and Luke's genealogy may actually trace Mary's lineage, though this is disputed. What fascinates me, however, is Mary's interior life. Verses 29-30 to 30. Mary was greatly troubled at his words, and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. As a teenager, Mary is quite taken aback at the angel Gabriel's words, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Luke says that Mary was greatly troubled. The Greek word is dia tarasso, which means to confuse, perplex. Gabriel counters with the words, do not be afraid, Mary, using the word phobeo, to be in an apprehensive state, be afraid, become frightened, from which we get our English word phobia.
0: Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
1: Was Mary afraid? Whenever we meet something new and strange, we get confused. The patterns we're used to are disrupted and little alarms go off in our head. It's a kind of built-in conservatism and defense mechanism. But while this alarm system that Mary felt is normal and healthy, there is a dangerous and sinful kind of fear that can grip and control us. People often live in fear of death, fear of a spouse leaving, fear of sickness, fear that they won't be able to pay their bills. When fear lives in us as opposed to being a momentary reaction to something new, we become warped. We respond to situations out of fear rather than out of faith. We must resist entrenched fear, for it is the breeding ground for unbelief. It must not control us. When we study our passage, we see that Mary accepted the angels' fear not at face value. Verses 31-34 to 34, You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asks the angel, since I am a virgin? Gabriel explains that Mary will become pregnant and give birth to Jesus the Messiah. Consider her question, how will this be since I am a virgin? Mary's words in Greek don't use the word for virgin, parthenos, but translated literally are, Seeing I know not a man. What does she mean? One, this couldn't happen because I'm not intimate with a man. Or two, how will God accomplish this since the normal means of pregnancy isn't available? What the angel announced was supernatural, a miracle. The response could either be, One, miracles just don't happen, so prove it to me. The response of unbelief. Or, wow, that's amazing, how will it happen? The response of wonder and faith. Some people say we shouldn't question God, but Mary did. She asked, how? Questions cause us to grow and learn. Questions stretch our minds and hearts and increase our understanding. Questions and the exploration for their answers contribute to our faith, even if the questions themselves may ultimately go unanswered. Mary's question arose from faith, not doubt. What would your response to the angel be, faith or unbelief? Then the angel left her. Every time I read Mary's response to the angel's announcement and explanation, I am awed. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Here is a teenager facing misunderstanding and rejection from her family, her betrothed, and her townspeople, and yet she agrees. Mary affirms the bedrock truth that undergirds our discipleship. I am the Lord's servant. After all is said and done, After we have explored all the possibilities, we must still decide, am I a servant or a master? Is my allegiance to the Lord or to my own desires? Sometimes it takes great turmoil in our souls to come to the place of submission. But come to it we must. Even before Jesus was conceived, Mary faced with the decision, will I obey and make way for this king? or will I take the easy way that avoids difficulty and pain? To her everlasting credit, Mary's response of faith is, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said.
0: We have listeners in many countries and are climbing the ranking charts of several nations, including Great Britain, Namibia, Norway, Canada, the United States, Sweden, and Australia. I'm Mark Vinette. Thank you for sharing your time with me. Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss. Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with calatrin. Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calatrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body, which decreases as we age. Taking calatrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, That's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y, using the code 30605.